0: Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 937 the Ticket and theticketfm.com
1: Welcome back Speed and Power and for those that don't know um when I get the bad signal from my, from my from my people and say show up listen This whole idea, this whole thing of sports talk in Lincoln with student athletes, my vision of it is in full play right now because it took pioneers and people who were daredevils and willing to to, to dive in on faith that, you know what, this is good for me, and there's value in it. And then you get to the storytelling part, and you start to recognize that. Um, what this is for, especially with student-athletes. The NIL thing is its own thing, and there's plenty of space for it. But you being able to tell your story rather than having somebody trying to tell your story for you is a whole new deal, and it required people to step up and say, you know what, DP, I'm going to come out of my comfort zone, I'm going to have faith in you and your vision of me, and then I'm going to start to believe in myself, and I'm going to start to do this thing. And it brings me so much joy. I am as proud inside right now as I could possibly be to have you two sitting here having this conversation. That's the whole point of this thing. Like you can get former athletes and people else, you can get that. You can get talking heads to have conversations and debates. But what you two tell us about ourselves is the greatest thing we need to hear <laughs> like y'all are breaking down walls and I'm so proud first of all that you're you're in it I get to watch you grow I get to watch you mature I get to watch you reform rebrand yourself re reimage yourself reimagine yourself I just want to say, I'm super proud of you two sitting here tonight cuz I know what's coming for you (laughs) because I saw it two years ago. I saw you two years ago before you could be the version of yourself that sits in this room. And I see what's coming for you, and I just want to cheer. I just want to applaud. So to both of you, well done, well done, well done. And who you're becoming, your journey through it, how you're getting there. Now, Megan, you know the deal. You and I have talked. We got big plans.
2: We yeah, got big plans.
1: We got big plans. And we got time. CJ, you're a pioneer and you can't help it. You can't help it. It's in you. you just, just, yeah. It's in you. So we got another thing to pioneer yeah. real soon. Mm-hmm. Real soon. Uh, for both of you, you see that wall out there? Y'all belong in that wall. So I need something from you to put on that wall. And this is what I'm going to do. So I had another friend deliver this to me. But what I'm going to do is... Give it to CJ with the full understanding that every time I offer my hand to somebody, something returns in value. Mm-hmm. Now, this one has a meaning, and I kept it when they offered it to me for a very simple reason the number. Mm-hmm. That number, That's that, n- that number, and I was going to hold it, I was going to make you sign it. But what I'm going to do tonight is I'm going to pass it to Megan, who will pass it to you, mm-hmm. and you will return one of the mother ones. Gotcha. <laughs> we can and do that. And it goes up on the wall. We can do that. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and Megan, same deal. Go into the closet. Find one. If you don't have one, i wait for the next one. <laughs> but y'all belong on this wall forever. Forever. Because it doesn't stand the way it does without you. And I don't know that y'all know that. Um, so I wanted to steal the microphone for a minute and say, I'm so proud of you. Thank you for trusting me. Thank you for believing in yourself. Thank you what you do for the university and the athletic department. Um, you're representing your families and your communities at the highest level. So I'm proud of y'all. I love your pieces, man. I, I really you. do. Thank you. Man. I really do. So Megan, I'm sorry for kidnapping you're your shirt so for good. a minute. But um, I I had to say thank you to y'all because... Again, you guys are the pioneers for this thing. Thank so, you, man. Appreciate it's it's it. a long journey, isn't it? Yeah, we're... <laughs> <laughs> it's a long journey. And you were just saying, we need to get Kobe back here. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we do. You gotta yeah, we click do. that. I'm gonna send it to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's up on the wall. I don't think he knows he's on the wall. He probably doesn't. Um, but he gifted that, and it belongs there. And for generations to come, people will come in and go, well, what's this ticket thing? Well, I'll be able to point to the wall and tell him, we had some really cool huskers built it yeah. <laughs> so love y'all do your thing i'm out of here harrison it's all you bro
3: thank you dp
1: my guy
0: there's hey, the boss, boss man dp walking out right now but uh yeah as everyone in there listening we just got a great boss here at the ticket yeah he, just flat out and he, uh, he definitely means that and that's the direction he wants to build this thing so i'll say it again for dp as well but yeah thank you guys for being pioneers in this whole it, thing man.
3: Yeah, appreciate it. All
0: right, wipe the tears away. Next I know, segment. I'm starting to get <laughs> emotional.
3: Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I could see you were bawling over there. Yeah. So are you okay? Are you recovered? Yeah, no,
2: I'm straight, I'm straight.
3: Yeah, we are very blessed to have everyone here at the ticket. Yeah. It's truly a blessing to it even really be is. able to do shows here. Yeah. So, yeah. Dang. Okay, all the tears are gone? Yeah. I'm you good? Free. We can okay. do it. All right, yeah. perfect. Uh, something I wanted to talk to you about. It's something like your look a little bit. You have a lot of tattoos. Yeah. And there was a comment that you had made is that all of your tattoos have meaning. Mm-hmm. So share with me a little bit about your first tattoo and some of the tattoos that are important to you that okay. you've got.
2: So, well, first off, all my tattoos are like representative for a family member. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I have some filler tattoos, but ultimately they're all representative for a family member. My first tattoo is Philippians four thirteen. Um, I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. Um. Obviously, that has a ton of meaning being that it was in the Bible, but it was the first verse that um, my dad introduced me to mm-hmm. um, when I was a kid. Um, I can go on for days, like my leg tat. I have a family on my leg. Uh, then on my shin is a samurai with a temple and um, a Japanese lantern for my uh, second older brother because he's into you know, anime and samurais and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a gorilla on the back of my leg because my dad has a gorilla tattooed on his arm. And it's a screaming gorilla because my dad's pretty loud. <laughs> that's <is> so sweet. <laughs> then I got a butterfly, a blue butterfly, because my mom's love. My mom loves blue butterflies. Mm-hmm. She actually said if she were to get a tattoo, it would be a blue butterfly. Um, then I got a. Uh, it's a brand called uh, Mishka um, that my older brother used to wear growing up. It's like a skateboard brand. I got that tattooed on my leg with uh, "Never Lucky" because that's something like a saying that he always said like growing up mm-hmm. that we were never lucky. And, so I got that. And then I got a cause doll from my younger brother. That's, that is that is kind of like, you know what I mean? I just kind of, when I think of my younger brother, I think of a cause doll, you know? So I got that. And I even have his name in it. And then what else do I have? Uh, got some roses from my grandparents who passed away at the time I was born. Owl. The owls are like considered a protector of the dead. You see them in like mm-hmm. graveyards. And I have an eye, a crying eye. It's in my eye color um and then eagle my grandfather's favorite one of my grandfather's favorite animal broken clock i could just go on for days yeah you know so it, got, it has a lot of meaning
3: it's really beautiful that you have something for like everyone that you love yeah so are you pretty family oriented would you say
2: yeah completely yeah mm-hmm.
3: um, who were some of the people that were really encouraging you throughout your basketball career
2: um my mom and dad they're like also my biggest supporters so you know what i mean i have my brothers hmm um, who support me, but, like...
0: And just oh, like, real quick, just scoot up the mic a little bit closer, just because right, I want people you. to be able to... Yeah, for sure. Um,
2: But my parents, like, sacrificed so much for me and my brother to play basketball and uh, get to this level, being that we both played Division One basketball. And, um, and That's a special thing, so I'll say my parents.
3: Mm. Did you ever think that you were going to play basketball in college, or was that your goal, or...?
2: I mean, if I'm being honest, it was kind of the expectation. Mm-hmm because if I was going to college, my parents wasn't paying for it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, and that's just kind of been a thing in my house. So, like, even when I was, when I first started getting offers, like, I wouldn't be excited, you know? Like, looking back, I wish I was, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's a special moment. Everybody doesn't get the opportunity to do so, especially where I come from. Um, but it just was kind of like, all right, I got an offer. I'm supposed to. You know what I mean? That was kind of, like, my, my approach to it. It got me here. But um, just looking back, I wish I did a little bit.
3: Mm -hmm. so you're from new jersey Mm -hmm. you went to xavier university for a little bit Mm -hmm. how did you end up at nebraska
2: (laughs) (laughs) word great question um so um, i went to Zave in cincinnati ohio and then um, in high school i was getting recruited by xave in nebraska so coming out of high school it was either going to be here or nebraska i mean here or xavier Mm i ended up picking xavier for the relation thing and you know what i mean how they were in the recruiting process but then when I transferred here, I had a good relationship with the old assistant coach, uh, Matt Abdomassi. And um, so I came here and uh, played under. Uh, I mean played for Fred with him here. And then, obviously, he, he parted his ways. And um, I've come to love it here, man. Stay here for it's my third year here now, playing for uh, Fred. And um, it's been a great experience, you know. So.
3: What's your favorite part about playing for Nebraska? PBA. Really?
2: Yeah. PBA gets jumping, especially when we play against a good opponent. Opponent um, Just always loud in there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, being that I played on bad teams here, and this year we are I mean, last year was on the rise, but this year, you know, we're, we're continuing that, and um, it's just always been loud.
3: So, What do you think is the loudest, most craziest game that you played in Nebraska? Like what is one that's stuck in your head forever?
2: From PBA or just in just my career? In
3: your career at Nebraska, though.
2: I would say my first time at Indiana. Okay. Because, like, I mean, technically, my first year here was kind of like my freshman year here. Because mm. you know, COVID, I didn't play in front of fans. and I only played 14 games because I missed the first five. due to the fact I was in quarantine. Mm-hmm. So um, it was so loud in there. And then it it's Indiana. I grew up watching Indiana. And so just being in that environment was like, what? <laughs> so that's something i always remember. I love playing here, though.
3: Did you grow up watching a specific team or a player? Did you have anyone that you really looked up to throughout your career?
2: Um, NBA player, I looked up to to Brown and Mello. But, -hmm. like, in college, uh, I used to watch Kentucky a lot, like, growing up. Because that's kind of around the time I started playing basketball. Like, seriously. You know, around, like, the 2011 year. That's when John Calipari first got there. So, you know, I started watching him a lot. Mm -hmm. And then once I got to high school, it kind of just – I didn't really have a favorite college team,
3: you know. So just watched basketball. Yeah, where are you hoping to go with basketball after college? What you say? Where are you hoping to go with basketball after uh, college?
2: Play professionally. Mm-hmm. You know, um, wherever that may be.
3: If you could play for any team, what team would it be? Like if you got to choose.
2: Probably the Brooklyn Nets. Why is that? Close to home, and um, it's the Nets. Mm-hmm. It's fire. They it used to be in Jersey, so it used to be New Jersey Nets. Mm-hmm. So it would kind of be like a.
3: A home.
0: Yeah, a little
2: homecoming type. Mm-hmm. Of type Are idea. most
0: people in New Jersey Brooklyn Nets fans? Uh, no. Okay, that's New, York, New York Knicks fans. Okay.
2: Yeah. Oh, at least at least the ones I've met, have my time.
3: So hypothetical, someone is like, "Hey, you can go pro. What makes you unique about every, about yourself than anyone else? Like just through words, not about um, like you're playing. Like what makes you unique?
2: What makes me different than other people? Yeah, I think. Um My approach to the game like, which
3: is um,
2: I think now my approach to the game so like okay. how I, how I view opportunities or how I um, try to take advantage of opportunities when they're given um, being a guy who not complain, doesn't complain, and ultimately like I, I'm, I've been pretty a consistent guy in terms of not even necessarily in games, just amongst my team like in my team. You know what CJ you're getting every day, you mm-hmm. know, so.
3: You're consistent? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Do you think you could ever be a coach? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I
2: think I'd definitely be a coach when I'm done playing. Really? Because
3: uh, I feel like some athletes, like, you can't do it as much because it's just, yeah. like, a habit of yeah. their sport.
2: Yeah. I think okay. I could do it because I think pretty good at getting messages across. And I think it's also a passion of mine, to like, helping people. So, mm. ultimately, I think that's what coaching is. You know,
3: so <laughs> Yeah. There you go. Would you want to teach like high school, like younger, or like just anyone?
2: Got to be college. I mean, I'll
0: teach anybody, mm-hmm. you know, but in terms of like coaching, being a head coach. Probably college. What's one thing that Fred Hoiberg does well that if you did get to that role, you'd want to emulate that one uh, factor that Fred Hoiberg brings to the team?
2: Um, how he controls his emotions, for sure.
0: Yeah, it's a big one. Yeah. I've known some coaches that weren't able to do that. Yeah. High school level. wasn't Power 5. Not <laughs> a big deal. <laughs> yeah. But with that being said, we do got to go ahead and throw it to our next break here on Speed and Power. We've got the host as always, Megan Walker, guest CJ Wiltshire in studio with us. We'll throw it to break. We'll talk to you guys on the other side.